A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. There was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the wedding. When the wine ran short, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, how does your concern affect me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servers, Do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there for Jewish ceremonial washings, each holding twenty to thirty gallons. Jesus told them, Fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, Draw some out now and take it to the head waiter. So they took it. And when the head waiter tasted the water that had become wine without knowing where it came from, although the servers who had drawn the water knew, the head waiter called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves good wine first, and then when people have drunk freely an inferior one, but you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this as the beginning of his signs at Cana in Galilee, and so revealed his glory, and his disciples began to believe in him. The Word of the Lord. At the beginning of this pandemic, when everything went into lockdown, I thankfully already had a little bottle of hand sanitizer. And I would use it diligently as I went from one place to the next. If I was out at the store, I would use it before and after. If I was going to eat a meal, I would use it before. I was obviously also washing my hands, but a lot of the time I was using the hand sanitizer. Until about two months into the pandemic, when an announcement comes out from the CDC that if a hand sanitizer does not have 60% or more alcohol, it is not effective against coronavirus, or at least you can't be ensured that it is effective against coronavirus. And here, all this time, I thought I had been doing the right thing for hygiene, but it turns out that I was not, because my hand sanitizer was 50% alcohol, or a little more than that. This same sort of thing is going on at that wedding celebration that we heard about in the gospel reading today. The people thought that they were doing all that they needed. They thought that what they were doing was effective for the purification in this case, in the case of the story, but similarly with the hand sanitizer. But it wasn't enough. And the reason that we can say that is because of the importance of a number within that story. See, in the Gospel of John, the number seven means perfection or completion. Jesus seven times refers to himself as I am with reference to godliness. Seven times there are people who testify to Christ as divine. There are seven different signs or miracles in the Gospel of John that Jesus works to show that he truly is divine. And he is fully the Son of God. Seven is an incredibly important number in John. At the wedding reception, it refers to how many jars were there for ceremonial washing. It says specifically that there were six jars for the ceremonial washings, which is to say that no matter how much that was used in order to purify oneself, whatever one's washing, the, you know, the hands, the face, the feet, whatever it might be, before entering that wedding reception, John is subtly hinting that it wouldn't have been enough. And yet those are the very jars that Jesus 
uses to turn water into wine. So often in our lives, we'll take strong action and do our best to remain right with God, to remain right with others. Maybe we're careful about what we post on social media, censor our content. We're careful about the way that we respond to others. We want to be patient, kind, and caring with the people that we love who are around us. And yet so often we fall. And what we're hearing in today's reading in the gospel is that that that's okay. You see, because there were only six water jars, but Jesus takes those very six jars and makes them full and complete by his action. In the story, Jesus asked those servants to go and get the water jars. Jesus has those servants fill those jars with water, as we know, and then that water turns into wine in his presence. It's important to note this. Jesus does not do any magic. He doesn't perform a show. He doesn't wave his arms. He doesn't repeat a formula. He doesn't shout up at the sky. He is simply present before the water, and it turns into wine. It's not magic, it's a miracle. It's how our sacraments work. They're not magic, they're miraculous. When the bread becomes the Eucharist, all that has changed is the presence of Christ. When the wine becomes blood, all that has changed is the presence of Christ. We speak in our Catholic tradition of the real presence. It's not a magical body of Christ but a presence as quiet and simple as that of Jesus before the ceremonial jars full of water. With that presence alone, the water was transformed. That wine we know is then taken by the head waiter. It's taken to the groom who is told, this is amazing. This tastes so good. We thought that what we had earlier was fine. We thought that what we had earlier was the best, but it turns out it wasn't. And that's exactly what John's trying to tell us. All those things that we're doing, we think we're doing the right things and we can go to sleep at night sometimes confident that I was patient, I was kind, I was gracious with other people. And God is saying that you don't need to even worry about that. All we need to really be worrying about is whether we're receiving from God everything we do each day. It doesn't need to depend upon what we do or what we have control over. It's what we put into God's hands and God's control. Jesus turns that water into wine by his mere presence. And again, it's not something magical. It was miraculous. God can and does do the same with us. A lot of prayer emphasizes the importance of patience and how things and how change often happens on God's time and the importance of us and the value of us being patient through those processes. But sometimes God can instantaneously make those changes, and he does within our very lives. And I think it's helpful to remember here, too, that this story that we hear is only chapter 2 of John's gospel. It's still the very beginning of the story. It's the first miracle that Jesus performs, which is my way of encouraging that if you don't feel that there's something, if something feels like it's taking slower and longer than the harvest of grapes for the water to turn into wine, then I'd encourage to continue having trust in God and putting things over into his hands. Because at the end of the day, it's not our actions that we need to take any confidence in or we need to rest with peace within, but simply whether we handed things over to God or allowed him even better to take things out of our hands and to trust that he indeed would make good with all of it, that he would take any water that we were willing to give to him and turn it into wine.